welcome to episode 83 of Board Game Blitz, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network and a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to properly explain why you love board games to someone who doesn't play games. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, we're talking about why we love gaming. First, we discussed a couple games we've played recently, like 1862 and The Castles of Burgundy. Then, we talk about the simple and not-so-simple reasons that we play games. And now, here are your hosts, Ambi and Crystal. We have some announcements to make. Firstly, if you're listening to this when it releases or during the week of it releasing, we will be at Dice Tower Con. Hooray! We are at Dice Tower Con, I guess. We're there! We're here! <laughs> I mean, that's technically in the future right now, but like, yeah. we're here! Yay! Florida! So oh man, it's so humid! I can't stand it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we'll be playing games, so if you're at Dice Tower Con, then you should come say hi to us and play games with us. Yes, please! Do that! One other announcement. So we've been doing this podcast for more than three years, and I realized not too long ago that we were not on Spotify or iHeartRadio, which at some point in the past were not accessible to everybody. Like podcasts couldn't just Mm -hmm. submit to those platforms willy-nilly. And so we didn't do that because we couldn't. And then I don't know when it happened that you could. That was probably forever (laughs) ago. But we are now officially on Spotify and iHeartRadio's podcast sections. Uh, iHeartRadio, surprisingly, we're like the 15th podcast listed when you search for our name exactly. I am not sure how that works. (laughs) But I suppose if you're listening to this, you're already getting our feed from elsewhere. Uh, But if you did discover us through Spotify or iHeartRadio, welcome! Because, yeah, we're there now. We're we're in all the places. And if you know of another podcast provider that we should be submitting our show to, let us know. Because we'd be happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Also, happy Independence Day for those of you who live in the United States. Because the day this episode releases, it's Independence Day. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. Oh, yeah. Yay. Recently, I played 1862, Railway Mania in the Eastern Counties, uh, which is... Railway Mania? (laughs) Yes. That is... Okay, that's... Wins the prize for coolest name of an 18xx so far, I'm pretty sure. Railway Mania even gets me interested. (laughs) (laughs) So this is an 18xx game designed by Mike Hutton and published in 2013. It's getting republished by GMT Games. It's currently in the printers i think but but they did like a p500 run for it and a lot of people ordered it but we got the old edition second hand and hadn't played it yet and we finally got around to playing it so 1862 is a more operational 18xx game which usually toby and i don't like as much but there's a lot of weird rules in it that make it complicated and it's it's like more interesting to try to run a good company because of all the complicated rules. So we enjoyed it, but we still have only played it once, uh, but we're looking forward to playing again. So some of the weird rules are um, when you float a corporation, you can float, depending on how you do it, you can float either full capitalization or incremental capitalization. So it can either get all the money at once or get it like a little bit at a time, which changes things. And then the really weird thing or one of the really weird things is that there's three different types of trains that calculate routes differently. So normally you calculate routes the same way, depending like just the trains are bigger numbers, but you still calculate routes the same way in one game. 
but in 1862, there's freight trains that only count the ends of the route, plus you get bonus for like the length of it. And then there's express trains that only count every major stop. And then there's local trains that count major and minor stops. And then they get bonus for the length of track that goes into the corporation. So depending on what type of train your company has, which is randomly determined at the beginning of the game, you, you want to build out the route differently. And then another cool thing is that you can merge companies. So if you have two different companies that have different types of trains, you can merge them together. And then that new company can have both types of trains in it. Because like each company has a permit that they need to, to run the train. This sounds very yeah. much like the real world. Like, oh, you have that proprietary technology and we have yeah. this proprietary technology. With our powers combined, we are a monopoly, probably. <laughs> yeah, so, so it was pretty interesting building out the track like based on what type of train you have and you want to do well because building out one way can do really well for one type of train but then really badly for a different type of train. So um, that was fun. And, and the routes really get really really big too uh our friend was running a corp uh one corp was running for one thousand three hundred seventy dollars at the end which is a lot i think in in games that we play (laughs) that's a lot (laughs) so that was 1862 which is a pretty fun 18xx game i think uh i mean it's railway mania (laughs) yeah yes Railway mania in the eastern counties. Very nice. All right. Well, Ambi, I <laughs> am apparently trying to ruin my reputation of hating boringly themed board games <laughs> because I finally played the game that like everybody loves. Everybody loves this game and everybody's been playing it for years and mm-hmm. I never played it. And I was like, you know what? Finally going to play it. That is the number 14th ranked game on Board Game Geek, at least currently, <laughs> Castles of Burgundy. Wow. This one was a long time coming for me. Uh, and I'm apparently, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I might be a Steffenfeld fan. <laughs> so this is only the third Feld game that I've played. First was Trajan, which I played with you and mm-hmm. liked, but not like enough to be like, I really desperately want to play it again immediately, but I enjoyed it. Then I played Carpe Diem and kind of wanted to play it again immediately. And now I've played the Castles of Burgundy, and I literally... Okay, first off, we took way too long playing it, our, my first game, so we didn't have time to play it again. But I am very rarely compelled to want to play a game immediately after finishing it. That is something that's rare for me, and I know mm-hmm. that that's common for other people. Not for me. Usually, I don't care how much I like a game, I want to move on to something else. I was sad that I couldn't play this game again immediately. Wow. Yeah, like honestly, <laughs> like the only thing about it that I kind of hated was the boring, stupid theme because it is, it's boring. <laughs> like, so for those of you who, uh, like me, had not or have not played the Castles of Burgundy, uh, all of the players have their own player boards and you are taking settlement tiles from a main board and placing them into your uh, princedom. Uh, And those tiles will contain things like different types of buildings uh, or mines or castles. And they all give you different 
types of scoring mechanisms or abilities or lots of different things. And the way you place them onto your board um, and the way you acquire them is through a pair of dice that you roll every turn. Those two dice will give you two actions and those will allow you to pick up tiles, place tiles, and do a lot of uh, various other things. So while there are dice in this game that cause some degree of randomness, there's also ways to like change the value of your dice so it doesn't feel super random at any given point. There were times when like you would roll two sixes and you really wanted like a three and you're like, oh, it's really hard to turn a six into a three, but it is possible. So, I mean, it is, it's, it's boring. It should be boring. It should. Cause like you're just placing tiles and getting goods and getting points. And I, I really liked it. I don't know why it's like, everybody's been talking it up for so long. And I, that's the thing. This is how I know it's a really good game is because I went in with like weird expectations. Like everyone loves this thing, but it's a type of game that I'm not sure that I will like. So I wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting, but I liked it a lot. I, um, <laughs> there's a new edition of this coming out soon yes. and I, I'm kind of excited and I'm probably going to buy it. And I actually think my husband will really like this one. He didn't play it with me at game night, but I honestly, right now, while we're at Dice Tower Con in the future, but not, uh, I might try and play this again just because I don't remember. I think I got second place. I did pretty good in our four player game, but yeah, it took longer than it should have. I'm actually also very curious to maybe try out the card game and or dice game versions of this. I know those are also popular. So mm -hmm. maybe uh, since I do like dice game versions of games a lot. Uh, that might be more up my alley, but honestly, I really liked this. So all of you people that have been saying that Castles of Burgundy is your favorite game forever and ever and ever. Well, it's not my favorite game. It's probably not. Well, no, it's, it's definitely not in my top 10, but <laughs> it's in my top 100 easily. Wow. Um, yeah, I just, oh, man, I can't explain what's so good about it. it like you've played this game, right? I've played it once. I've also played the dice game once and... I actually really enjoyed the dice game. It's like one of the few dice games where I like, I might like it more than the base game. I'm not sure, but. Okay. But yeah, so you should try the dice game, I think. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I love dice. Uh, I actually, I might talk about this in a future episode, but I recently got to try uh, Sushi Roll, the, sushi, mm -hmm. the dice version of Sushi Go. And it's funny because mechanically it's very similar to regular Sushi Go. And I own Sushi Go. Sushi Go Party already. I own both of those. And now I'm kind of like, I want to buy Sushi Roll. And like, I don't need all of those games. Yeah. <sighs> what a mess I am. Needless to say, if a thematic gamer like me likes Castles of Burgundy, I would say most people, most hobby board gamers would like Castles of Burgundy, which is not news to most of you. <laughs> but in case it is, there it is, everybody. I'm ruining my reputation. Somebody get Stefan Feld on the horn and let him know that I like his games, but I could use some more interesting themes. Please and thank you. <laughs> For this week's thematic segment, it's kind of, we're doing something that's at its core very simple, but also very complex. We are just tackling the topic of why we play games. And this seems like it should be pretty obvious. I would imagine for those of you who have been listening for years, you probably have a pretty good idea of how 
Ambie and I operate in regard to board games, but I thought it might be nice to discuss the actual reasons why we play games, why we love playing games, and also why sometimes we don't like playing games, because that's important to discuss too. Contrary to someone's belief, probably, we do not play board games every day, constantly. <laughs> Although, that, now that I've said it out loud, that sounds kind of lovely, but I imagine it would get old. <laughs> that would get tiring. Yeah. I mean, I do that at conventions, right? <laughs> right. That's the thing. Yeah, usually after a convention, I do tend to take, like, not a large break, but at least, like, a few days where I'm like, okay, no board games. And sometimes if my regular game night falls right after a convention, I will show up and say hello and then maybe leave because I'm like, <laughs> okay, I've, I've played enough games. Or I'll have something new and exciting from the convention that I'm like, oh, here, you guys have to see this thing. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that. But... Ambie, why do you play games? So, simple answer. I play games for fun. <laughs> but, I mean, everyone has different definitions of fun or, like, what makes fun for them. But, yeah, I like playing games with my friends and having a good time with them. And I, I found out recently, or I probably knew this, but, like, I, I thought about it more recently, that sometimes I don't see my friends very often and then, and then I get together for a game night and then I play games with them and it's really fun just like playing games while also catching up with your friends. So like, I guess that's the social part of it is yeah. part part of the reason that I like playing board games. I would agree. The, the social interaction, the time I get to spend with friends is definitely a big part of it for me mm -hmm. as well. And then you were talking about um, after conventions, <laughs> not wanting to play board games. So Sometimes during conventions, like recently I was thinking that maybe I didn't like board games anymore because I was getting nervous going to a convention and um, <laughs> kind of fatigued because I was like, oh, I don't know. I like, I don't want to play like, I don't want to play a really hard to learn game and with a bunch of strangers and stuff. So like, I felt like I didn't want to play board games. And then I was thinking maybe I don't like board games anymore. But then... <laughs> I've had those moments. That's the only reason I'm laughing right now is because yeah. I feel you. I know. I mean, but it also sounds kind of absurd, like making that conclusion. But, but then, then I was playing some games that, like, we played some games that we already knew how to play, and then with people that we knew, and then like after the convention, like I still wanted to play more games. <laughs> like, oh, let's let's have a game day. Let's let's play more. So then I realized, oh, I don't dislike board games. <laughs> I, I imagine for you, it's probably similar to me. You and I have both uh, had kind of some busy stuff going on in our lives. And I find for me personally, like I'm a very busy person most of the time. But when I'm really busy, like yeah. having something every single night of the week kind of busy, that's when I find I struggle to want to play board games. And it has yeah. nothing to do with the games themselves. It, I think for me, is more mental fatigue than anything else. Like, And I have those exact moments where I'll get to board game night and I'll just have that thought in my head, like, I do not want to learn something right now. Mm -hmm. I don't want to teach something right now. I just want to sit down and play a game. And that's often difficult because we have new people coming into yeah. the group and I am one of the few people that t brings games and shows up early. So I am usually teaching games, which I truly don't mind doing, but there are nights where I'm just like, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> yeah, and like the same that thing with me, um, like we would play games on weekends and I'm no longer working right now, but <laughs> um, 
I was fully employed and would get home like at 7.30 or something. So we wouldn't have time to play games during weekdays. And so we would only be able to play games on weekends. So basically weekdays, I would be busy with work and then weekends we would be planning games. And so we would never have any free time basically. So I would get really stressed out like, oh, we have to do more games. And so, so but now... Um, I'm taking a break from work, so I've been able to play games on weeknights because I was like the limiting factor there, and, and it's a lot nicer. I imagine that is the case. My, my, what is this whole having to work for a living thing? Like that's that's a that's a sham. I yeah. I say we form a board game commune, like somewhere nice where the weather is you know kind of lovely, not too much humidity because board games, you know, and uh, we all I don't know farm our own food and live off the grid. <laughs> I say this knowing that I'm not a type of person that could live off the grid very easily. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, when I'm when I'm busy at work or with other stuff, it's mm-hmm. it's harder to want to play games. But I still always enjoy it when I do, which is in, yeah. which is like important to note that like sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should skip game night tonight, and then I'm like, no, like I'm the host of the event, <laughs> I should be there, like whatever, and I'll go, and I I always enjoy myself every single time without fail. Yeah, that happens with me too. Like sometimes I dread learning a new game or playing an 18xx game because it's like a big investment and then I'm worried I'll get all stressed. But then while I'm playing and after I play it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so so I don't know, like the, the lead up to it is not always as exciting as playing. Yeah, that's true. So another reason that I play games, in addition to fun, which you already mentioned, mm-hmm. and social interaction, um, which I think are probably my two biggest ones for sure, but I think I also play games for the mental stimulation aspect mm-hmm. or the challenge. And that's not to say that I always need to win. I am not general, like I, I like winning, I enjoy winning, but I I think I've gotten to a point in my life where I am a fairly gracious loser. There are times where I think I'm going to win and then I don't and it kind of bums me out in the moment. <laughs> and it's not like it's weird. It's not that I'm sad about losing. I think I'm sad that I predicted my outcome wrong. Does that mm. make sense? Like yeah, yeah. if I know I'm going to lose and then I lose, it's like okay, whatever. But if I really thought I had the win locked up and then someone beats me by one point, I'm just like, "Oh, it's frustrating." But yeah, like, I think mental stimulation is a big thing. I actually, I should have done some research before we recorded this, but I am very curious to know how board games can kind of help with brain health, not just in people our age, but in people who are older. I have heard bits and pieces here and there. I have no definable proof at the moment with me, but like that it is possible that doing things like playing board games can help stave off things like dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I'm not certain about any definitive research in that regard, but it makes sense to me because I think when you play board games, you tend to activate parts of your brain that aren't necessarily getting activated regularly by like more mundane daily activities, like going to the Mm -hmm. grocery store or, you know, going to visit your friends and just hang out. I think it's something different and unique. And I, being in my 30s, obviously, I'm not suffering from any aging-related disorders yet, but someday I might be, and will the fact that I'm playing games now help? I don't know, but it feels like that could just be a nice added benefit. Yeah, 
I I think I've heard that too. That and like puzzle things help. But um, yeah, I also am similar to you. I like the challenge of it. <laughs> and I'm also similar in like, I'm getting better at being a, a gracious loser. But like, yeah, when I'm expecting to do better, <laughs> that's when I'm disappointed. But But yeah, I like the challenge of playing games. And then you don't always want to win anyway, because then it's not as challenging. So you want the challenge of playing against people who are also challenging you, I think. So I like that part, playing against other people who are similar game skill levels for that type of game. And then so like playing against other people and challenging each other is fun. Yeah, definitely. So I apologize, but while you were talking, I did some Googling. (laughs) (laughs) And I found a study from 2013 There was a French study called Playing Board Games, Cognitive Decline and Dementia, a French population-based cohort study. So they studied almost 3,700 participants. So not like a huge group, but not a tiny group either. And they were trying to measure the risk of dementia uh, over the course of 20 years. And they found the risk of dementia was 15% lower in board game players than in non-players. 15% 15% is not tiny. Like, that's that's pretty significant, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, 15% lower. Possible beneficial effect of board game playing on the risk of dementia could be mediated by less cognitive decline and less depression in elderly board game players. Uh, obviously, I'm not, I'm not digging in super deep here. I'm not certain what games these people were playing. You know, it could have been as simple as chess or Battleship or Scrabble, but... Uh, that's pretty neat, and I would I would actually like to do some more digging about this. But it's nice to know that my I think I heard this fact was actually true, kind of. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Another reason that I play games, which sounds kind of silly when I think about it and say it out loud, is to get me away from my cell phone. <laughs> so I. I love my cell phone, truthfully. I love the fact that I have a tiny computer that is filled with information and activities to keep me occupied and games and social media. I don't hate any of those things, but there are times when I realize like, oh, I've been on my phone all day and I kind of just want to put it down. I want to have an excuse to put it down and I'm bad about doing that. And board games, because I try to generally be polite when I'm playing them, force me to put my phone down. And so... I like having the ability to do that. And yes, I know I can put my phone down anytime I want technically, but this gives me a social contract reason to do it. So that's, unless I'm taking selfies, of course, which I'm always like, sorry, selfie. Gotta, gotta get that gram, the the Instagramable content. So those are just a few of the reasons why we play games. But we would love to hear from you all. Why do you play games? What is the driving force that makes you want to play board games? Um, And if it's the same reasons that we shared, tell us anyway. And if it's a different reason, definitely tell us. Because I bet you there's other things that we didn't discuss or didn't even think about. But games are wonderful. And I just love them so much. And I'm glad you and I both have those moments occasionally where we're like, oh no, do we not like board games anymore? And then we're like, no, no, we love board games still. (laughs) And we probably will forever. Ambie and I are going to be in some really nice retirement home or actually a board Mm -hmm. game commune that we've created. And we're going to be playing games and we're going to be thinking back. Hey, you remember that time we recorded an episode of the podcast and we said that (laughs) this was going to keep our brains sharp? Well, looky here, we're still sharp. (laughs) 
So keep playing games, everybody. And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com, for video and blog content, as well as to get links to all our social media pages. This episode was sponsored by Grey Fox Games. It's only a month until Run Fighter Die Reloaded will be available. So if you're attending Gen Con in August, make sure to stop by the Grey Fox Games booth to pick up a copy. Grey Fox Games. Quality games, cleverly crafted. If you're enjoying the show, you can rate and review us on your podcast provider or consider becoming a patron. For as little as $1 a month, you can unlock access to unedited episodes and our private Slack channel, which lets you chat with us and other Blitzkadeers directly. Head to patreon.com slash boardgameblitz to become a patron today. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Martin. Technical support provided by Toby Mountain. Board Game Blitz is part of the Dice Tower Network. Until next time, we love games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'm I'm gesturing wildly right now and no one can see it. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> okay. Oh goodness. <laughs> it's funny how you're so sad saying you like I just, it. It is. I'm it's cuz I don't want I do not want this trend to continue. This game yeah. could exist with a better theme. It really could. And like it makes me mad that it doesn't. Like, why do they always have to pick boring themes? Like, this is why I haven't played it, truthfully. Mm-hmm. I Everyone has been saying how good it is for a really long time, but it looks boring. <laughs> <sighs> it's alliteration time. Alliteration time. Last episode, we asked you to retheme a kind of depressing game with transparent cards for illuminated hand coverings what game was that ambi that was glowing gloves gloom glowing gloves gloom i like it and we had some correct guesses so congratulations if you all guessed that one correctly all right so for this week's puzzle again three words all starting with the same letter we are asking you to retheme a cooperative game about fireworks so that it will appeal to a very dapper looking purse Good luck, everyone.